Welcome back to the Memory Jogger podcast with Jason and Wyatt. I am Jason and he is Wyatt. Yes, I am. At least that's what it says on my name tag today. <laughs> and we are back to jog our memories and run down a few dreams from our childhood once more. This time, Wyatt, we're going to talk about Halloween. Yes, this could be an interesting topic. Uh, it could go a lot of ways, but uh, uh, like we said, we're going to go down a lot of rabbit trails, so I guess we'll find <laughs> out which trail we hop down. Yes, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Halloween is one of my favorite seasons of the year, and uh, we'll just see how much we can remember tonight. But uh, just a quick reminder for uh, those of you who are listening, you can find this show as a part of the Rediscover the 80s podcast on your favorite podcast app or directly from iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher. We are also proud to be a member of the Throwback Network of Retro Podcasts, and we'd encourage you to connect with the Throwback Network feed, and you'll find the uh, Memory Jogger podcast on there and also at throwbacknetwork.net. So, uh, well, we, Wyatt, we have been uh, thinking about doing a little icebreaker before we get into the main part of the show here, and uh, I think we finally landed on something, at least uh, for now, in uh, maybe going over a couple news headlines. Sounds like a good icebreaker, at least. <laughs> if nothing else, it keeps us uh, uh, reading the news. Right, right. Well, I know you're kind of strapped in at work and don't always get the... Uh, the retro pop culture news that uh, comes to my tablet, for instance. So uh, I thought it would be fun to uh, throw out a few stories, see if you've uh, heard these ones uh, recently, uh, as recent as today, actually. Uh, I was reading a story from the newspaper The Sun over in the UK, and apparently there's somebody that has 300 mint inbox transformer toys that are ready to go up for auction. Now, the story said the owner paid about 4,500 pounds, which translated to dollars for us in the U.S. That's $5,500 back in the day to get all these Transformers toys. And he kept them stored in their original boxes, never took them out. So I'm not sure how old this guy was, but uh, apparently he didn't have any kids, you know, that he was <laughs> tempted to take these out of the boxes. But uh, the auction price. They're expected to go for, I think they're selling them at, uh, all together as one lot, but they're expected to go for over 100,000 pounds, which would be about $122,000 in the U.S. That's pretty crazy. Uh, that's beyond my uh, budget. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> that's crazy. But, you know, some people will pay an exuberant amount for just about anything that they, uh, they find, uh, I guess, Interesting or valuable? I mean, you look at look at the uh, what is it, the Barris car auction out, oh, yes. out in the West and all uh -huh. that, and you see these fabulous cars. And I, I I I'm not trying to belittle these cars, but they go for millions of dollars. And I'm like, dude, it's just yeah. a car with a couple seats. Come on, you know. But then again, you know, if someone came up and asked me, or you know, hey, is your truck for sale? This, you know, Podunk 78 Dodge truck, I'd be saying, yeah, it's for sale, a million dollars. <laughs> so I guess, you know, everybody thinks of, there's a value to things. I just don't think I would sell my truck, but 
unless someone came out with a million dollars, then you know, money does talk at, at some rate. So maybe this, this is, is their, you know, this is a new inbox mint Transformers toy. Someone, why I don't know, but hey, people do it. You know, you and I have our, our little Hot Wheels and Mashbox collections that are still mint in box, which are only a couple years old, but you know, 30 years from <laughs> right. five bucks versus one. Who knows? <laughs> Well, a $5,500 investment 30 years ago, and now is $122,000. I think that was a pretty good job. But, yeah. I, yeah. Man. Kudos to him, you know. Yeah. Yeah. More more power to you for keeping those stored away all these years and waiting for this, you know, explosion of 80s pop culture to return and uh, cash in, you know. <laughs> but, uh, well, what Transformers did you have in the 80s? And I guess... The follow-up would be, do you still have them? I do have a few Transformers. None of them are a new inbox. <laughs> uh, I have the original Optimus Prime. Uh, I do still have the gun, but I've somehow misplaced the hands. Uh, but I still have the little buggy as well uh -huh. that sits in the trailer. Uh, I think I even may have a missile or two for the little whatever he is, weapon thing in the back. <laughs> um, I have Rodimus Prime. Uh, let me see. I think I still have his weapon. I have Blur. I don't remember this guy's name. He was a Lamborghini, but he was a cop car, like a fire marshal cop car. Um, mm -hmm. I have him. I have Ironhide, but he broke early in my possession, early days. <laughs> and I've still toted him around. It's his uh, like his left arm or something's broke, but I still have him. Um, that's a whole other topic for that one. But anyway, uh, um, trying to think. I used to have Wheelie from the oh, movie. The, the uh, Lamborghini is Prowl. Prowl. Okay. Yeah. And oh, I have Blaster. You've got a. And lot, I have man. Soundwave. And I have a few of the cassettes. I don't think I have any of the good guy cassettes. I think most of them are my bad guys. I have Rumble. I have... Is it Frenzy that was the other bird? I don't have... No, Frenzy was the one with the... I think he had the... No, Rumble was the one with the two fists that pounded. Yeah. Yeah, Frenzy. I have him. Don't and I have, the, I, have his, I have his cousin, the red one. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh, Rumble, Frenzy... Uh, there was, there was a, uh, it wasn't laser beak. It was basically the, the, the gold cousin to it. Gotcha. Um, but I have the gold one. Um, I do have a good guy cassette. It's the, um, it's the rhino, I think. It's, it's a green cassette and I have the black cassette, the lion panther. I don't know what his name is. It's been so long. <laughs> I have Next time I come up, we're gonna have to get those out, man. Uh, uh, yeah, that, <laughs> if I get that out, I'm gonna have to uh, have to get my uh, elevator working in my shed. I'm kidding. Um, the space um, shuttle. The space shuttle that turned into a dinosaur, pterodactyl-looking thing. It was okay. a funky one. It was like I I don't I know how one. I got it. Yeah, I don't remember it either in the cartoon, but I have it. Uh, at least it says Autobot symbol, unless I put a sticker on it. Um, 
I think I think that's it. I do have one GoBot, which I didn't realize was a GoBot all these years. And that's the 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 truck. The orange truck. Oh yes. Um Oh, and I have a dino I have a Devastator robot. Um their Decepticon. It's the um the front end loader. I don't know what his oh, name is. You got just one of the one of the five. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Man, you got you had a lot remember uh growing up. I don't remember you having all of those, but wow. I didn't remember either until I just <laughs> oh I actually was up in my no kidding, I was up in my loft with Adam and I'm like, I'm going through this. I was actually looking for I don't remember what I was looking for, but I was looking for something completely different, but I thought it was in those boxes. And mm-hmm. Adam right away is asking to play with Prowl. He wanted to grab it down. I'm like, I don't think you're ready for it just yet. Um, <laughs> Couple more years. Yeah, because he keeps he keep breaking my freaking Thunderhawk. Luckily, it doesn't really <laughs> it really doesn't break. I can put it back together because it's all the little thumb locks, or whatever. But still, oh, I have this Optimus right. Prime Supreme, the big dude, where it takes the the uh, the truck like kind of collapses into itself and it slides into a slot of the trailer. And it's like super Optimus prime where the, his, the trailer oh, turns into wow. a, a mini city or something. I can't remember. It was a newer, it was a newer thing that was coming out after the movie. Gotcha. Okay. I don't I even remember, remember that one at all. I didn't have many transformers growing up. I had a few here and there. I had mainly GoBots cause I liked that size. It, because right. you know, I loved Hot Wheels, Matchbox, and I loved the smaller size. So I remember having that red tank that was about that size in the the, the cannon, the gun, like stuck right out of his chest. I always thought that yeah. was a little bit weird. Um, but the one I still have is Perceptor, which is the microscope. Oh, you you were the one that had Perceptor. Yeah, I don't have any of the accessories because he came with, a, I think, a couple guns and uh, one that actually launched a missile. Uh, so I don't have any of that, but um, I still have him. He's the lone the lone Transformer Ranger that's that's left over from my childhood. Uh, nice. I, I ended up selling off my GoBots to fund my, uh, my mask collection, so... <laughs> I might go back and get. I actually, wouldn't have done. I do have one GoBot left that I, I didn't get it. Uh, misplaced it or something, and I found it later. It's the uh, black train that I think pretty much everybody had. I think his name was Loco, and he was one of the bad guys. I rem- yeah, I remember him. I don't. I didn't have him, so not yeah. everybody had him. Okay, well, but um, he was pretty common. He, at yeah, least I, remember. I remember him. So, so yeah. Oh, we'll go down that rubber trail. I will, I don't want to explain. I'll go down a rubber trail. We'll never get off Transformers. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, one more story that we can uh, kind of break the ice. I wanted to get your thoughts on is uh, DeLorean is now taking pre-order applications for the new 2017 DMC 12 cars. Now, basically, these look just like the originals, but with modern like emission standards and stuff. So they, they kind of kept the body the same. I don't know how much of the interior is the same as the, I guess what would be the 1982 was when they came out. I want to say, 
But uh, there's it was, no price. It was 81 or I think it was 81, but don't okay. quote me. Okay. They haven't given a price yet. This is basically you go on, you can answer their questions and give your contact info over there at DeLorean.com. And uh, I don't know, I guess they send you a follow-up email when they got a price or something. But I guess how much do you think they're going to go for? And, you know, would you, if you had the extra cash, would you grab one? Well, first, I would speculate, along with my good friend, Dr. Evil, one million dollars. <laughs> Pinky's taking it out right now. But honestly, as far as price, because there is such an interest, at least from the 80s crazed kids of us, I wouldn't expect it to go anything less than probably around thirty, forty thousand in that ballpark. I don't think they're going to crank up the cost. I mean, they could probably ask a hundred thousand, and a few people would ju- jump in on that. But if they want to get more sold and make more sale, yeah, more sales, more, I think right. they would probably hit the thirty to forty thousand dollar mark just just to kind of keep it. I guess attainable. Uh, right. Would yeah. I would I buy one? Uh, if I was in the rich community, perhaps. Uh, <laughs> but I giving up red or my minivan for it. Um, I would say practicality doesn't reign just yet, um, <laughs> uh, and buying one. But in fact, I I passed a DeLorean, probably one of the originals, today, uh, out for a spin and. And I know I texted you about it and I even said, it's hard for me. And I get into this cookie cutter thing. If I've seen, if I see a 69 Dodge charger, it looks so strange to me if it's not wearing the generally out for, you know, uniform. Right. So for me, seeing a DeLorean stripped, which is, you know, it's original state. I I can't see it. I got to have the time machine. I got to have Mr. Fusion and all that gear sitting on it. It just doesn't look right. Um, but I guess I'm going to turn the tide on to you. What What is your take on the DeLorean? And if you um, if you had some extra ones hanging around somewhere, yeah. If if I had the extra cash or could even afford a monthly payment somewhere, <laughs> I would trade my truck in a second for a DeLorean. You know, we have the minivan, so that's kind of your truck. We can, yeah, it's kind of a truck. We can turn it into a truck if we need it haul some stuff, put down the seats, you know, so I'm good to go there. So I'm, if I had the money, I'm buying it and it would be my daily drive. <laughs> I would drive that thing every day. It's not going to be like a weekend car or, Oh, let me take it over to a car show or take it over to a convention, put it on display. No, I'm driving that thing every day. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mind, you know, I could see them doing a you know seventy eighty thousand dollar job to do the time machine circuits and all that on the interior and exterior of the car uh not you know you're not going to drive that around except to car shows and <laughs> conventions there might be a few like, of those oddity people i i really don't see anybody doing that just for the fact of you don't want to somebody coming up and ripping parts off of it and, Oh, I got a piece of the time machine, you know? <laughs> right. But, uh, I, I would love to have just a base model 
and it be my everyday car. That would be so awesome. And I would give up, you know, like I said, I'd give up my garage space and my truck to make sure that would happen. So I don't know. I might go over there and fill out that application just for the fun of it and see what, see what happens. I wonder if it's one of those where um, like some of those special deals you see like on Amazon or something where you don't see the price they put it in the cart. So I'm wondering if that's the same situation. You fill out no, your application, it, whatever. Then you see the price ticker, you know, yeah, the price tag. I think right. I think they're kind of trying to get a feel of how many people would pre-order so they would have some kind of number and be able to, you know, put a price tag on whatever that number is to start, you know, right. that kind of a thing. So they're not losing money. But anyway, well, I thought that was a fun headline. Oh, that, uh, that is. Headline. I, I keep waiting. Uh, just this is a child in me, 80s kid in me. I keep waiting for someone, whether it's GM and or Chrysler, to do similar things. You know, let's go back and then make a 1982 uh, Pontiac Trans Am. Yeah. To, well, they to did. do a Night Rider conversion or something, you know? No, they did offer, I, I remember sharing the story, I think it was earlier this year. I think it was for the maybe 40th anniversary and they put together, I don't know, maybe 30 limited edition Pontiac Trans Am cars. It was in Florida. This They got commissioned by GM or something to do it. And, uh, and Burt Reynolds signed the dashboard on every one of them. And uh, man, That's they sweet. were looking sharp and they looked, they had that, um, that new Camaro the big firebird on. yeah, but with yeah. the firebird with the Pontiac symbol. Yeah. It was like, Oh man, they just need to start making I've trans ams again. <laughs> yeah. All they do. They need to bring Pontiac back, but that's a whole other topic. Yeah. So, well, that was fun. I thought that we'd throw that in there, especially since we're going to go see some cars here, uh, some famous cars before too long. And, uh, I can't wait to document that trip. But uh, how about we get into the topic at hand now? Let's talk a little All Halloween. Right. Yeah, let's talk about the some spooktaculars. <laughs> we could start in a lot of different places. So where do you want to start as far as uh, your Halloween memories go? Well, I guess I, I, I'd kind of like to see uh, what's our earliest memories of Halloween or what what when can we really fathom that we grasp the concept because you know like my like my four-year-old we've gone trick-or-treating but i don't think he remembers no no much about going out and getting candy so i i would think that it's the same story with us but you know maybe when we were eight or nine maybe we finally get the memories kicking of, of things so what's your yeah well, let's start out what's your earliest memories of trick-or-treating i have a couple Early memories, uh, I do remember going around our neighborhood uh, in Kerwinsville, up and down our street, and then even the street over from us, and uh, I, I can't remember if my parents walked with me or if they, you know, did the uh, the uh, awesome parent thing and, you know, drove the car behind you as you <laughs> walked down the street, uh, but I do remember going around pretty early my my more vivid memory it I'll save because that was kind of when my trick or treating days ended right. <laughs> and there there's a specific memory 
you mean the treating day ended. Right, right. The treats <laughs> ended and I started doing the tricks. But uh I'll I'll save that uh for a little bit. But uh what is your earliest memories of Halloween? Oh, uh, most of it was all in Dory Street there in Clearfield, going up and down the street there. Eventually we were able to move past one street and go up, you know, go down one street or uh-huh. go up the side streets. But um I guess my earliest is I know my mom would always custom make something. We never bought anything to my recollection. We might have, but <laughs> I don't recall ever uh, buying a, you know, a Batman outfit or, or something along those lines. Um, the two custom ones that I can remember, one was a, uh, a very poor excuse at a Knight Rider costume. It was literally <laughs> a black trash bag with a red piece of yarn across the middle. And that was, that was what my mom said. Now you're Kit. I'm like, and I still remember saying something to the effect of, I don't look like Kit. <laughs> so you went out in a black trash bag with a red piece of yarn across the front? Yes. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. This would be one of those blackmail photos right now. Yeah. If if cell phones existed. The other one was I was Optimus Prime and I uh-huh. I thought I did a j- good job cuz I used the heck out of crayons to make we had this big box and I don't know where we got it from. We had this big old box. Uh-huh. And I cut out the two holes for the for the uh windows. Uh-huh. And slots for my arms and head, and you know, and I didn't have anything nice. for my my pants. I think I tried to wear black, or I'm sorry, blue jeans to kind of make the the blue legs. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And I remember I got asked if I was a TV more often than I did anything else. <laughs> I was so pissed off because I was so proud about the whole thing because I I did it all myself. I found the box that. Basically, my arms and every, and my head fit out, and I could suck in. I figured out how to suck it in to make it look like I was transforming, and everybody sat, thought I was a walking TV. So, yeah. <laughs> so you don't have any photos to prove any of these two? There is nothing whatsoever. This is oh, all made up. Man. This is all fiction. <laughs> I now see. My house was pretty much the opposite. I it was all about the store bought the plastic mask with the rubber band that was stapled on to one side, you know, and this, you know, it was basically a trash bag (laughs) that you wore. Uh, The one I do remember having was this like generic GI Joe costume. It wasn't any specific character that I remember. And I've seen it before online, but uh, he has like a, like a, just a plain Jane green helmet. Uh, and I can't remember. I mean, GI the GI Joe logo was plastered across the front. I think. Um, so I was a GI Joe soldier. Uh, pr- probably one of the earlier ones that I can remember. And then one year, my mother, she was not the uh, she was not known to be a seamstress, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but she had some very creative friends that did. Uh, they did crochet work and they did ceramics and I have, I still have some stuff like ceramic Smurfs that have somehow lasted up until 
this day. But I remember she, I think she commissioned somebody to make me uh, a costume for the Halloween parade. And every year, I don't know if it's still going or not, but uh, in Kerwinsville, this one stoplight town, they would uh, block off State Street. And for several blocks, everybody got to basically walk down the street. And they had judges there to judge, you know, the best costumes and stuff. And uh, I, I guess one year she was like, let's go for it. <laughs> and I remember it being more of a uh, Ralphie moment from uh, the <laughs> Christmas story. It was some kind of lion or tiger. Uh, I remember it just being hot as Hades in there and sweating. And, you know, in those costumes, then you're, face starts to sweat and in the mouth and your little breathing holes get wet, you know, and right. oh, it, it was just torture to be in that thing. And I, you know, it was like being a mascot for you know, your a college university. I don't know how they do it nowadays either, but, or the, you know, the chicken down at the, uh, <laughs> the radio station. Remember that? <laughs> I do, man. That scared the bejesus out of me one day. <laughs> I knew it was in one of those rooms too. I still remember walking into that, I think they moved it. It was like in prep for uh-huh. something for an event and they moved I, it into well, the sat room and man, it scared the crap. I knew it was there too. So, right. And it, it was one of the girls that uh, was in there. I do remember uh, them uh, doing that. I think it was for actually for a Halloween parade in Clearfield uh, that they you know, put on the chicken. And, and for those of you who have no idea what this chicken looked like, it was basically like the San Diego chicken. If you remember that famous uh, mascot. Yeah. Uh, it was a very, very familiar <laughs> chicken. You've, you, If you've seen, if you just even Google, you know, any type of mascot chicken, it's probably yeah. the likeness of that same. Uh, I don't know. For some reason I have a memory of, uh, I, I might've been in the Q cruiser with Bob and the, the chicken, you know, they're walking behind it. And so for some reason I can remember them playing Michael Jackson's thriller. So it must've been Halloween. Um, anyway, I'm getting off, <laughs> off topic here, but, uh, so I wore this lion or tiger costume through the parade, never won anything, you know, and I was miserable. And I think mom finally saw that. So she didn't ended up, you know, making me do that ever again. <laughs> uh, so it was mainly just, you know, let's let's trick or treat around the neighborhood and uh let's not go for broke again because it was just not a fun time, not a fun year. Right. <laughs> so, well, that's uh anything else you want to add as far as uh costumes or anything uh, like that? I think we killed the chicken there. So <laughs> Well, I did just out of a whim, I did on our Twitter feed at uh, RD80s, and I said, we're going to record this episode and let me know what your favorite costume was as a kid. We had a couple answers. Our buddy Chatty Young, who was over at the horrormoviebarbecue.com, he says, uh, I was Sergeant Slaughter one year. I had my army jacket, a helmet, and a mustache painted on my face. I looked awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Sergeant nice. Slaughter. Uh, Yo, Joe. Uh, he was big well, for G.I. Joe and for the WWF, you know, yeah, back then. Was. 
he was maybe the first crossover, real crossover character into the cartoon world and the, you know, TV world. But uh, we had one more chime in, and this was uh, Michael Bellin. He says, mine would have to be Ace Fraley, who is uh, one of the members of KISS, the band. Uh, a plastic costume and mask from 1978. I was three years old. <laughs> I wish I still had it. <laughs> so he had some cool parents, man, dressing I up as so. one of the members of KISS. <laughs> so cool. Well, thank you, too, for checking in and... I guess maybe we'll do that, you know, before we record, if we're on a specific topic and we can answer a question, we'll throw out to, you know, our followers on Twitter at RD80s and uh, see if you can come up with some answers. So thanks for uh, uh, playing along with us there. And uh, let's go over to the uh, the trick part of, uh, of trick-or-treating. Do you remember, I guess first, do you remember a time when you were like done you're like, nah, I'm too old for this stuff. It was probably right at when I when I uh, moved to out in the boonies. I was about thirteen or fourteen. I was already kind of phasing out of it because I, I guess in my view, I was getting too old to pull off being the innocent kid asking for candy. So I was starting to phase it out. And then when we moved, we lived out in the boonies where I had maybe a dozen neighbors, but I had to walk two yeah. miles to get to all of them. So <laughs> it wasn't worth the, it wasn't worth the candy effort, at least in my mind, I guess. So I really right. didn't do much treating after that. And when it came to tricks, I was too nice of a guy to do any tricks. So corny, <laughs> uh, uh, toilet papering and all that was not my cup of tea. But the only thing I ever did was, yeah, no. I'm thinking of like honking the horn when I was we were 16, but I don't think I even did that. So, so, so never any like uh, fake spider in your sister's bed or anything like that. Well, those are other days, but not on Halloween. <laughs> Nothing on Halloween. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say you had to pull some tricks on your sister. Oh man, uh, I'm the, I'm the king of scaring the crap out of everybody. The problem is I can't stand it. <laughs> I scare the crap out of my son all the time. He he's now finally started to hate it. He used to love it. But anyway. <laughs> well, my story goes um we were trick this would have to have been late 80s, so maybe 88 or 89. I was around 13, 14 years old, and I'm out trick or treating with my neighborhood friend, and uh we had just uh made our way I think from the uh, the street over, and we're coming back. We had a pretty pretty full bag of candy, and uh, we stopped by the house at the end of the street. And do you remember those little drinks called little hugs? Yes, they were. Uh, they looked like a barrel, like a plastic barrel, and had a foil lid. And mm-hmm. there's different colors and flavors. Uh, those were pretty big. I remember loving those things. And my grandmother, she always stocked them uh in her fridge when i was you know over there and she was babysitting me or whatever but anyway so i remember this house threw in one of those little hugs in our bags and we're like oh yeah because that was different you know it's not just oh yeah you know chocolate or the normal candy at the time but uh so he threw that in and we're walking up the street and my buddy looks down 
and I'm leaving a trail <laughs> behind me. <laughs> and he's like, dude, you're leaking. <laughs> I'm like, what? And I, you know, I looked in the bag. Well, sure enough, when he threw in that little hug, a lollipop punctured, stick it. punctured it and soaked pretty much my whole bag of candy. Oh, I was so mad. I ran home. And I, I must have, I don't know if I was crying or, you know, I was probably all distraught. And I remember my dad or mom got a towel and laid it down in the living room. And I just dumped it all out. And we were trying to separate, you know, the dry stuff and the salvageable <laughs> uh, candy. And that was kind of the last time that, uh, that I really remember going trick-or-treating. I'm like, oh, it's just, I'm done. You know, <laughs> whole <laughs> night's worth of work and I'm done. You know, I didn't get but a few pieces here and there. And of course, my dad, he, oh, you remember those, uh, those, it was like peanut butter taffy that came in the black and the orange wrapper. Oh, I love those. Oh, I hated those, dude. I was, my dad, I'd dump it out, you know, and I would give him all of those and he was more than happy to take them. But I hated those. Anyway, I remember, you know, the stuff that was wrapped up like that was pretty much salvageable. Uh, and some of the stuff, you know, comes in paper or cardboard or, you know, and it, that gets Something, wet. Yeah. You're ruined. Anyway, I remember those, a lot of those being left over. I'm like, man, my dad has more candy than I do. You know, <laughs> come mm -hmm. on. But anyway, so that story, that's, that's what I remember kind of from the uh, treats over to the tricks. And in our neighborhood, we had several kids my age. Uh, and there was a uh, uh, half a dozen older kids as well that were maybe three or four years older than me, maybe a little more. And they were all the time doing stuff. I, uh, you know, I'm soaping windows and toilet papering trees and corning, which I'll get into in a minute. So I'm so glad that, we were never neighbors. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, it got to the point where you know you go down the street right after Halloween, and you're like, "How did that kid get way up there to soap that window that's like on the second floor of that house?" You know, <laughs> it's like it was like, "Can can you top this kind of a thing?" Anyway, uh, so. After that, I remember me and my friend Tim uh, going out for a little antics around Halloween, and we would toilet paper. But our main thing was corning. And what corning is, if you guys who are listening aren't from the north or have ever heard of this, basically, you take an ear of corn and you shuck it, so you just get the kernels. And uh, we had a field that was right above Tim's house that was usually harvested, but there was always some ears left behind and we'd go and salvage what we could and throw them in this I had this red backpack and we would fill it <laughs> just fill it full of kernels of corn and so what you do is at nighttime uh, you go around the neighborhood and you my neighborhood didn't have any privacy fences or any kind of fences really so you could basically go from house to house hide in their bushes or by trees or something <laughs> And you get out a handful of corn and you throw it at their front porch, basically. And what it did, it did two things. First, it made a loud noise. 
you know, you're hoping that they're in there watching, you know, the Charlie Brown, uh, great pumpkin. And they, you know, in most people back then you had those metal screen doors, you know, so it made a real loud sound or, or you had at this time, a lot of people had the glass doors, you know, the storm doors, uh, in the wintertime that they would change out, you know, in the summertime, it was a screen anyway. So you made this big sound so you could scare the people inside. And then the second thing is, well, you just made a mess all over their ports. They got to sweep up the next day. (laughs) So that was kind of the prank. You, you scared them and you also made them clean up your mess, you know, the next day. And uh, we were doing that for a, a couple years, at least we even went corning in the daytime. I remember one time. I'm not Jeez. sure why. We were just obsessed with it, I guess, how much fun it was and making hearing that sound and hiding in bushes and stuff. And uh it was just uh I don't know. It was just one of those things that we did. <laughs> and uh so that I mean that was about the the extent of it. We didn't really do anything too bad. I do remember corning cars. <laughs> Like cars going up the street, like there was this ditch that ran, the drainage ditch that that ran from the top of the street down to the bottom. And uh, you could basically lay down in there and nobody knew you were there from the street because it was so far down. And we had this church that was at the end of our street. It was a Jehovah's Witness church and they would meet on like Tuesdays and Thursdays. So in at nighttime, so they would be, you know, going by back and forth and, we did we did that for a while, and then I think we finally came to our senses that somebody's going to wreck their car, and we're going to be in deep trouble. <laughs> so uh, we ixnayed on the uh, the corning the uh, you know cars going up and down the street, but we did do other pranks to that church, and that might be another podcast. But uh, <laughs> the you know throwing gravel at the screens while they're having their church service. So yeah, I don't know. We might have a spot in uh, hell for what we did to that <laughs> church reserved for us. But, uh, so yeah, I mean, it was kind of innocent stuff. It wasn't anything too over the top. You know, we were 13, 14 years old. Uh, we weren't about to, uh, <laughs> tick off our neighbors because, you know, we rode bikes through their yards and <laughs> pretty much, uh, the whole neighborhood was our, you know, area to uh to romp so we didn't want to <laughs> we don't want to take anybody off too bad so i guess uh while we were talking about candy and stuff what was some of your favorite treats do you remember getting maybe some of your least favorite oh wow um growing up i was really not the chocolate fiend um i liked it but i was never uh, it wasn't one of my first choices. What I really liked, if I remember, was the Smarties, mm-hmm. and the Sweet Tarts. Those were the like the gems for me. Uh, gotcha. Loved loved getting those. Every now and then, uh, we would get the popcorn balls, and those were actually great. My mom usually made those actually for the neighborhood kids. Uh-huh. Anyway, um, there was one other thing I can't remember. I used to love. Oh, fireballs. The mm-hmm. fireball jawbreakers; mm-hmm. those were the, those three were like the top. Well, with the I guess the popcorn balls, but I'm not really including it. But the the sweet tarts, the Smarties, and the and the fireballs; those were the 
the top three that I was always looking towards. The, gotcha. My least favorite was probably those um, uh, the the honey taffy or honey gooey stuff. Oh yeah, bit, bit of honey. Yeah, I like honey, but that stuff oh, yeah. was nasty to me. Um, I it was really chewy. It was like the like a sugar daddy. Yeah. Uh, really, really chewy. Yeah, I like I said that was that that and um, what was the other one I would get? I think it was like the Mars or Almond Joy. Yeah, the Ar- Almond mm-hmm. Joy. Uh, that I could never, I never really cared for. Gotcha. I would still get a few of those every now and then. I used to pass them off to my sister. Um, I think that was about it. <laughs> what about you? I I was kind of the same way. I wasn't a big chocolate person. I did like, I would eat it, but uh, I preferred like nerds. Nerds were like, <laughs> oh, I had to have boxes of nerds in there. And those were always like the last thing that I ate. So I like those kind of fruity candies. Uh, I, I I don't know. I I had a runt fixation for a while. You remember runts, which is like I the do. bananas and apples and I can't remember what was all oranges. Uh, those were really good. Uh, I don't remember if I was getting those for Halloween or not, but yeah, those kind of things. Uh, you know, anytime somebody threw in like uh, one that you would go to the the candy store to get like pop rocks or something like that. You're like, Oh yeah, I gotta have that. Um, least favorite stuff. Uh, the wax stuff. You remember getting like the wax lips and all that, <laughs> like the vampire oh, lips yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I'll be honest. Never, those, those are the ones I loathed as well. I never knew what to do with those. I mean, were you supposed to like just you know was it like costume jewelry or in costume <laughs> stuff, or were you supposed to actually like chew on it like gum or something? I don't know. I, I just never. Yeah, never got I never, those. I never got it. However, I do remember on occasion which was actually a treat. I won't call it was one of my favorite, but it's still a treat to me was you get those, um, the, the waxed filled or the waxed encased rather, uh, Coke bottles. You remember oh, those? yes. Yes. I do remember those. Those were actually a treat I, to me. I, well, they had different liquids in there, different colors and flavors in yeah. those wax bottles. But yeah, it was kind of cool to like chew the top off of those things and, you know, Take a shot. <laughs> uh, the other one I remember just, I'm like, what is this thing? Is the, I think they called it Chico Stick. You remember this? It was like this long orange, uh, I think it was coconut flavored and maybe peanut butter. It was almost like the, you know, uh, uh, Butterfinger. It was almost like the inside of a Butterfinger, but without the chocolate. I don't remember those. And oh, they were like, and I like coconut. I'm not high on peanut butter, but <laughs> you've been into that, and it was like biting a tree branch. You know, it was <laughs> it was awful. And then the stuff stuck to your teeth, like top and bottom, until it finally melted away. You know, and it was like, oh, what is this? Um, Anyway, that was a, a few that I remember you know, in those those black and orange. Uh, did not like those at all. 
I never really got any weird stuff like money or fruit or, you know, uh, I remember getting circus peanuts like in a baggie one year and I wasn't a big circus peanuts fan either. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, some people will just throw in a, here's a quarter or a bag of pennies or something, you know, let me find what's in my drunk drawer. You know, <laughs> it's like, a, it's like they forgot, you know what? Oh, it's Halloween. Okay. Uh, let me rummage through my little junk drawer here and uh, see what I got. Uh, <laughs> throw it in your bag. <laughs> Never really had any of those kind of experiences, but anyway, what else? What else we want to talk about as far as uh, as Halloween goes? Well, I I know that you and I hinted on one before uh, at the on our first episode, and uh-huh. I thought we could revisit that, especially since okay. you actually came across the awesome link of it. I did, and I had to I had to actually go and watch it just to see what it was like because I didn't remember, I remember little bits and pieces, but to actually put it all together. Yeah. That, that wasn't happening. Cause I think, well, I remember only watching it once. I believe that I taped it, uh, and rewatched it once or twice. I, and in conversation, uh, on the last episode, you mentioned that, mm-hmm. uh, that's when, uh, you had, you were down visiting, yeah, yeah. And, you know, you were. I remember you bebopping to at least one song, and it happened to be um, "Sweet Dreams." But I was yeah. watching it, uh, and it just—I remember it, which is funny. Yeah. You know, I like I said, I remember watching it maybe once, maybe twice, but well, I didn't realize how much kept. You know, was it still in my, locked in my memory? I guess. Right. Well, I I did too. I watched it. it this is. I had seen it on YouTube before and so much stuff gets, you know, uploaded and then taken down because of copyrights and all this stuff. And uh, so I was surprised that it was still on there. And then I went back through and started watching it and it kind of reminded me if I could toot my own horn a little bit. uh, I was putting together these music video tributes for uh, our agents of mask entity. And it it was basically Disney's greatest hits up to that point. So like, Every single movie and, uh, you know, you, they used to have, what was it? The, uh, the, I think it was shown on Saturday or Sunday night, like the wonderful world of Disney where they would have a special. Yes. And so it was basically just bits and pieces from everything they had released up to that point and set to like popular music. And they actually would go in and whatever you saw, on the screen, they would try to incorporate with the music lyrics, which was really cool. Uh, so yeah, it was it was neat to watch, and they had, there were several on there. And I, I guess it's the music is why they keep taking it off of YouTube because you know it's you're basically just playing like Thriller and I'm trying to think what, what what else was on there besides Sweet Dreams. Uh, was Rockwell on there? There, somebody's yeah, watching. Yeah, Rockwell me. was on yeah. there. Yeah, which for uh, the longest time. Years, I thought that was Michael Jackson. Well, it's Michael Jackson singing backup on oh, the Jackson's, song. Yeah, to me. It's so, funny. yeah, but so essentially it was Michael Jackson. But um, I'm trying to think what else was on there. But yeah, it, it was neat to uh, to watch that again, and it was like the greatest hits of Disney up to that point. It was pretty cool. I I wrote down some songs because I want to actually download them or, or 
maybe buy a CD or something. Um, there's mm-hmm. Evil Woman. Oh, uh, yes. ELO. Yep. Yep. Uh, there was Bad Moon Arising. Right. Okay. Credence. Okay. It was Monster, Monster Mash was on there, right? Yeah, Monster Mash was there. Then there's uh, Somebody's Watching Me. Yeah, Rockwell. We said that. Uh, oh, I didn't realize I t- typed it twice. Um, <laughs> uh, there was other Disney songs in there, uh, mostly uh, Any the Pooh, which I didn't realize that's where that came from. I watched it off and on throughout the years with my son. And I remember hearing it, didn't remember where it was from. Then I'm mm-hmm. watching the video, and there it is. That's probably where <laughs> I saw it first. Um, but, you know, like you had mentioned that doing the, the videos for Agents of Mask, for us, I was actually paying attention to how well they cued it with, with everything. They and they were spot on. Obviously, they're professional doing it. But it was just, you know, as I'm looking back on, man, these guys were spot on. And I'm sure they did not have digital oh, yeah. uh, digital equipment to do it. I'm sure that they were doing a lot of cutting and splicing with the old uh, magnetic tape to do it. Yeah. Then again, yeah. you know, maybe there were some advances that I'm not aware of in technology for at least Disney. But I don't, I don't think so. What year did it have a year on the YouTube uh, 80, video? 87. I think is what I saw. 87. Okay. I thought maybe it was a little bit earlier than that. No, no, I, I thought it was earlier too. And I actually have it still saved on my, uh, my, uh, link. Let me see if I can pull it up. Okay. Well, I'm now it doesn't say it, of course, but I thought okay. I said 87. I thought is what it could have been. Yes. October 30th. 1987 on NBC. Uh, NBC. Wow. Oh, oh, and the uh, the music list goes on. There was Ghostbusters. Yes, I do remember Ghostbusters being on there. And there was Superstition. Uh, you better Steve run Wonder. by Pat Benatar. That old Black Magic by Spike Jones. Uh, Dreamtime by Daryl Hall. <laughs> yeah, that's that. I mean, it brings back memories, obviously, but it's yeah. That that was an actually classic one because I know, um, I don't know. That's one that stuck out. We knew it existed. We knew we watched it, right? And yet, we've only watched it, like I said, once or maybe twice. If I had the VHS, which I probably did, um, I probably watched it at least two or three times after that, and then it just kind of faded off into history. Yeah. Uh, but it was one of those rare things. Like you said, Disney had those things. There was another Disney uh, that I, I still remember. It was Down and Out with Donald Duck. It was a <laughs> Disney special. And I remember it was, oh, who sang the freaking, I need a new drug. Who sang that? Huey Lewis. Yeah, they they modified it just slightly. said, I need a new duck. And that stupid, <laughs> that stupid song I have to look head, actually to this day, every now and then it, one of those like like squirrel moments, you know, it just hits my head and yeah. I need a new duck. I'm like, what? Where's that coming from? I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to look that up now. <laughs> yep. Next episode. Yeah. What other specials do you remember? Did you were you uh, 
a Charlie Brown person? I was, but I, I was, and I didn't do my homework because I don't remember anything about it. But I do remember the. <laughs> no, I do remember. Now it's hit me. The Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown, and I remember right. them going out into the pumpkin patch. Uh-huh. I don't remember much about anything else, but I remember that. Well, I've I have passed that along to my kids. We watch. Uh, it it's pretty much kicks off the Halloween season to watch the Great Pumpkin, and then we'll go into the Thanksgiving special and then the Christmas special. Uh for Charlie Brown. But I do remember watching that as a kid. And that was, you know, still back when it was appointment television. It was, Hey, Charlie Brown's going to be on tonight. Yeah. Oh, yep. I can't wait. You know, it was the same with Christmas, like Rudolph and all those specials. Uh, you know, we didn't have, well, if you're lucky to have uh, a VCR back then, you know, that was still back in the time when we were renting VCRs <laughs> when we were getting, you know, home movies and such. So, you know, Charlie Brown and all these specials were appointment television. So I do remember get, getting very excited for when uh, Great Pumpkin came on. And I, I don't know, the, the part where Snoopy is the uh, World War II pilot behind mm-hmm. enemy lines, that always stuck out with me because it was just, I don't know, it was almost kind of like out of left field you think about a lot of these Halloween specials, it's usually like, uh, well, if you remember the fat Albert one, it's like, all right, there's this uh, spooky house and there's this crazy person that's supposedly lives there. And if you come close to this house on, on Halloween, when you're trick or treating, something bad is going to happen to you. And then they meet the person and then the special is over and everything's cool. Well, just having that little bit of, uh, you know, where he's he's crawling through and you hear Charlie Brown kind of narrating and he gets shot down from his, you know, doghouse. And uh, I don't know, that just that just stuck out in my mind as a kid. I'm like, what is this? And why is it in this Halloween special? You know, and then he finally sneaks in through the, the window in the in the house to end that little section of the special. But uh, yeah, it's still one we watch multiple times a year and uh and really enjoy it and a lot of the lines from the movie will get recited around the house from <laughs> several people um nice we, every time we uh we get the leaf pile going in the backyard my middle son jameson he'll uh you know charge and then he'll jump in and never uh never jump into a leaf pile with a wet sucker you know Uh, we loved the that was a great special and they turned 50 years old this year if you can believe that i know that's crazy i was surprised they didn't do more for the anniversary you know maybe uh uh, something a little additional to it maybe add an extra half hour for interviews or something but or even just the history of it you know how they came to be right right. what, what was the inspiration or whatever but uh, I, it's still amazing to me that they still broadcast it on TV. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, uh, it fascinates me what they do still do. And it seems like it's a, a – they have to do it. It's a, I don't know yeah. if it's one of these where if they don't do it, they'll get – they'll lose ratings or – Yeah, well, or, and you know I don't know what the ratings are like for it nowadays, but 
you know, if if I see it's on, I'm stopping. So, <laughs> well, what's funny is uh, you made a mention of it, like the old classic shows. I made an effort. Uh, I will call it during the DVD craze when when shows and stuff were starting to really come out. I made an effort to buy the Christmas box set of all the that they were selling for. Um, well, like like Rudolph, like Frosty mm-hmm. Snowman. Uh, and there's those episodes just to, because I it was like one of these things, like eventually someone's not going to air it. It's going to be lost. Right. So I might want to get this to keep, you know, for my kids to watch. And this is back before I even thought about having kids. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I've done the same for a few of those. Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing. What, what's all these specials, uh, you know, it rekindles our our memories. Obviously, you know, like memory yeah. jogger. That's exactly what it's doing. It's, it's jogging our memories of what we, the fondest and maybe the least fondest of all of our our times as kids. Yeah, uh, maybe even early adulthood. Um, well, I, I each year now since I've been the admin of rediscoverthe80s.com. I've gone back and I, I searched YouTube for specials that are on there that are from the eighties. And, uh, I try to put them in a playlist and, you know, just like every year, some will get taken off for copyright reasons and some will get put on. You're like, Oh yeah, I do remember that. Or there's some that you're like, Whoa, I don't remember that one at all. <laughs> so one of those I'll throw out there that I did not remember watching is uh, the claymation Halloween special. It's the the same guy, Will Vinton, that did the Christmas one. I remember watching the Christmas one with the California raisins and the oh, dinosaurs yeah. and stuff. Well, there was a Halloween one with, uh, I think it follows a pig. And he's at like Frankenstein, uh, Dr. Frankenstein's castle. And I can't remember the whole plot of it because I think I've watched it maybe once. But I, that one totally missed me back in the eighties or it might've been late eighties or early nineties when it came out. And, um, do you remember that one at all? No, that doesn't even ring a bell. Yeah. There's, there's a few like that that I found that just kind of totally missed me. But, uh, what other ones do you remember watching? I'll be honest. I think that's the only ones I remember do. Really? Uh, yeah, I do remember watching. I don't remember watching many, I think there was a Garfield Halloween at one point. Yes. But I vaguely, vaguely, vaguely remember that. Uh, basically just the title. Oh, um, I, I don't uh, think there was much much in the 80s that I remember, mainly because my uh, – maybe it's the more conservative upbringing. My, my dad was not a fan of, uh, of the ghoulish or even the remotely possibility that there was ghoulish. Uh, Charlie Brown was, you know – easy to go it was that was easy to, to pull mm-hmm. off but uh, uh anything more was a little on the questionable side yeah well i i do remember watching garfield garfield was actually if you watch it now it's kind of scary <laughs> oh, yeah? There's, uh, he and odie go out trick-or-treating and oh gosh we watched it last year and I ended up buying the uh, DVD of all the Garfield specials. <laughs> we would have those. Um, you've actually got one of those in your, uh, 
your birthday box. But You're uh, spoiling all the surprises. I'm not going to have any surprises. I'm going to be like, yeah, I'm expecting well, dude, this. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm about ready to go to another box, a bigger box. So Holy cow. <laughs> I'm way behind then. No, uh, but Garfield, they they make their way to this house. They're on a like a uh, a boat across the stream, and they end up at this house, and there's this spooky old man in this chair, and these ghosts, they hide, and these ghosts come after them, and uh, I want to say that they're like ghosts, like pirate ghosts, and uh, it was for a kid special. It was it was pretty frightening. <laughs> Just this old man and the way he talks and the ghosts that are following them around in this uh this kind of haunted house set up, you know. Uh it's not one I remember watching a lot of. I remember the the Thanksgiving Garfield more than either the Halloween or Christmas ones. Uh but yeah, I, I remember watching that one. Uh there's a few others I remember. Uh, I remember the Berenstain Bears. I mentioned the Fat Albert special. I remember a lot of the Fat Albert specials. Uh, those were like must see for me. I love Fat Albert and the gang. Um, I, I didn't. I never caught on. I would watch it. It was more one of those. Uh, if nothing else was on, I'd watch it. But most of the time, I if if something else was on, I usually click the channel. I don't gotcha. know why. I, I love the theme song, but after that, I I, lo- I would lose interest getting into the episodes. I don't know why. Now, do you do you remember watching? I think it was Disney, the uh, the Legend of Sleeping Hollow. It sounds familiar. I mean, I I know the title, but I mean, yeah, I'm trying to think of it as a uh, actually watching it. I can't I can't place actually watching it. I remember that being on TV and. It wasn't one of my favorites, but I do remember watching that on occasion. Uh, the Headless Horseman and Nickelback Crane, you know, that whole story. Yeah. Uh, I want to say it was a Disney special. So it might have been on one of those uh, Wonderful World of Disney, you know, Sunday nights where they would, uh, or Saturday nights when they would play. Right. They played Legends of Sleepy Hollow. But uh, trying to think of some other ones that. Well, maybe I, I can jog your memory with. I got one for you, kind of in a in a different take, but still Halloweenish, I guess. Okay. Are there any actors that you can at least think of that you would see that fits a villain or that Halloween haunting voice? They seem to keep keep going. It it seems to go through like you pick them. You pick the voice up. You're like, man, that's this dude would be a good Halloween. Yeah, or that 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 uh, <laughs> uh, fiendish voice to scare yeah. you. Well, I I remember not just because of well, I guess a large in part due to the popularity of Michael Jackson's uh, Thriller, but Vincent Price was still uh, at the peak of his Halloween oh, game. Yes. <laughs> uh, and that's what comes to my 80s. mind, honestly, yeah. because I I remember him in Thriller, and I picked him out. There is a, a, I didn't realize it, but in, in a Disney cartoon, and I, forgive me, I don't know which one it was, I heard Vincent Price speaking in one of the episodes during this this Halloween special. Uh, and I'm like, man. So he did it back in the 50s, 60s, whatever, 70s. And when he recorded it then, 
And then, you know, he's in Thriller in the 80s. And he even played a bad guy in the, you know, 66 Batman as Egghead. Egghead, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, uh, I remember seeing something on YouTube when I was searching for some Halloween stuff. Uh, It was some kind of special. And they had his kind of outtakes from that special where he would lead into, uh, it it was some kind of, almost like a magic trick. And then, I don't know if they had uh, music videos or something, but uh, it was some kind of Halloween special that he hosted and found some footage of him there. So yeah, he was he was a big part of Halloween in in many different ways. Um, trying to think, maybe some other stuff that he was in. Uh, I, I know he's done commercial work as well because I found a, uh, yeah, I think it was an Oreo commercial or something for around Halloween and something, and he, you know, he was doing the voiceover for that. So he's he did a lot of work. Uh, even through the eighties, uh, of course, Elvira, Mistress oh, of yes. the Dark. I remember yeah. her. She hosted I remember her a couple... being like on the borderline of things. Well, yeah, right. Uh, I remember hosting uh, a couple MTV like marathons or specials or something where they were showing music videos, and you know, she was basically the VJ for the night. Yeah. Um, and then I, you know, she's hosted probably numerous little, uh, like movie programs where they have like a lead in to a movie and then between commercials and such where she was there. But, uh, yeah, she was a pretty big figure. I, she had a, she had a couple movies. I, I, I don't think I've ever watched them. Uh, she released a couple movies and I think she even released like a, uh, an album or at least a single at one point. Uh, uh, and I'm trying to remember the name of the song. Uh, obviously it was something, something Halloween. It'll come to me here in a second, but yeah, she was another one of those that you always saw in commercials and stuff around Halloween. Uh, I'm going to have to look this up now. <laughs> well, you say you're looking that up. I'm looking up Vincent Price and his his resume. The monster rap. He's all over. Most of it is bad guy or villain or, you know, spook fest stuff. Sure. There's, there's one in 1970. He was in, uh, he was Dr. Browning in Scream and Scream again. Um <laughs> Uh, there's you just keep going on, and there's uh, the hilarious house of Frightenstein in '71. Uh, okay, I'm gonna throw I, I, a movie just came to mind. Okay, I wonder if I wonder if you've ever seen it. And it was, if I remember correctly, it was a movie that was on WPIX out of New York, okay. which is a station that we got in Central Pennsylvania, of and it, it's had a couple movies that have stuck with me all these years. One is the, uh, the March of the wooden soldiers with Laurel and Hardy. Uh, they used to show that every Thanksgiving. Uh, and of course the Yule log every Christmas. Yeah. (laughs) We'll get into that later. And when we do Christmas, but WPIX would show, it's called the ghost and Mr. Chicken. 
with Don Knotts. Have you ever seen that movie? No. I remember the title, but I don't. I know I never saw that. I don't think I even saw uh, the other ones, to be perfectly honest. And I watched a fair amount of WPIX. For those that are listening, um, like Jason said, we're, we're in central Pennsylvania, you know, an hour west of Penn State. Very rural central PA. And when cable TV hit, the WPIX for us, you know, that was New York City. That was the, think of it as the TBS or the uh, WGN of, of the day for us. Yeah. And that's probably mm-hmm. the best way to describe it. It was one of those, it had its own news uh, station and so forth. It was kind of like the the retro jack-of-all-trades type of genre. I don't know if there's really a genre you could put yeah. to it. But it was kind of one well, of those would- sh- uh, TV stations. Yeah, it would do uh, movie marathons and such. And I don't know, for some reason, I, I, I'm pretty sure I can tie that to it. I'm going to have to maybe dig it up a little bit to see if that's that's true, if that was the correct station that was showing it. But it was a funny movie. It was kind of a, what I'd call PG horror, where <laughs> he's at this haunted house and there's secret passages. And gosh, it's been so long since I've watched it. But I remember it being one that I've, really enjoyed uh, watching as a kid. And I, I want to say it was maybe filmed back in the sixties. So, and there's not, I, I don't know about you, but uh, I, I'm not big into horror. <laughs> I scare easily and I've stayed up and watched, uh, you know, Friday the 13th and some of those movies that were on cable back then that were edited and, never really had the gumption to <laughs> to watch you know the the uh, the original films uh mainly because i don't know I, I was a fraidy cat but i didn't i think my first r rated movie wasn't until like 1989 that i watched so i would have been like 13 and my friend tim that lived up the street from me for some reason coaxed his dad into renting he rented major league which was an r-rated film uh charlie sheen and there was a lot of language in that the other one was predator (laughs) with arnold schwarzenegger and oh i i had nightmares for days after watching predator uh i'm like you i never got into any of the horror yeah i just uh, i don't know i guess it bothered me too much i have yet to ever watch any of the friday 13 movies um, the only horror movie that I can remember, uh, I think I watched one with my wife here. Re- I say recently within the last five years, um, I had to keep, actually keep talking to myself. This is all fake. That's just jelly or, you know, <laughs> something like that. Um, was the little shop of horrors. And I knew going oh, into it, it was a comedy. I knew uh-huh. it was going into it. It was comedy. So I, I always put that to my mind and, you know, going through it, there was a couple iffy moments but i knew you know that i could st- withstand but anything else no thanks i i, I like my uh uh to coin a phrase i like my sweet dreams thank you very much <laughs> well uh the don Knotts movie ghost of mr chicken was 1966 and little shop of horrors was the 80s wasn't it it was, was it like mid 80s yeah so i remember probably watching that on TV. I remember there was a cartoon 
that lasted. It might have been just one season, based on that. Uh, and the I remember the plant. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, crazy, crazy movie. But yeah, I now here's another one I remember. I don't think this is. I don't think it was Halloween. I'll have to look it up. One of my favorite uh, Tom Hanks movies is The Burbs. And I can specifically oh. remember going to watch that at the Dubois Theater. I know our mutual friend Leaf was there. I'm not sure if you were or not. Not me. But we watched that. We watched that in a the theater. Uh, of course, that's a PG movie, but it's still got that element of you know scare and horror. And uh, oh, I love it to this day. So that's I guess that's my kind of. Uh, scary movies for Halloween is something that'll make you laugh. And, but you know, there's a little bit of an edge to it. Nothing gory or, you know, slasher or anything like that. And Mm -hmm. I I don't really get into, well, I got little kids, you know, as well. So I'm, I'm into the specials more than anything (laughs) nowadays. So yeah, well, that was neat. Uh, yeah, it's been years since I watched little shop of horrors. Uh, but that was, uh, I do remember that. Uh, trying to think if there's anything else we missed uh, along the way we want to throw out there as far as Halloween specials. I, I'm i kind of actually running out of that, out of ideas for Halloween specials, to be honest. I did watch, well, like I, I, I think I said, uh, we watched the Berenstain Bears Halloween special this year, which was on YouTube. And... It was mainly a take, the same take on uh, Fat Albert, where they have the spooky house and they're daring everybody to go up there and ring the doorbell and see what happens, you know, that kind of a thing. And then, oh, she's just a friendly lady that likes Halloween a lot. And, (laughs) (laughs) you know, that kind of a thing. Uh, I know some that come to mind that I don't remember watching specifically. Uh, I know the real Ghostbusters had a. Uh, Halloween special. They also had an episode that was based on you know, basically the origin of Halloween and such. I really need to go back and watch some more real Ghostbusters episodes with the boys. Yeah. Um, so I know there was those out there and there were several, you know, Halloween episodes from the TV shows that were on back then. Facts of life and Alf. You remember Alf when he's at the party and he's got that zipper. Yeah, that <laughs> he was ends awesome. up. Uh, he ends up uh, <laughs> blowing his cover. Well, he uh, intentionally, and uh, he puts that little fake zipper on there, and he's he crashes uh, the party, so to speak. Uh, so there were some, you know, episodes like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never got into Roseanne, but I know that that show is notorious for having a Halloween episode each year. Uh, I I vaguely remember that I liked, I never caught on to Roseanne until you know until it was in reruns, uh-huh. and I liked it just mainly because of all the sarcasm, uh, banter back and forth. Um, but yeah, it, I I vaguely remember something about a Halloween, and I think mm-hmm. all of them had some kind of Halloween special in one way or another. Uh, right. So you know. Just about every TV show seems to have one. Mm-hmm. Um, I clicked over. I'm just kind of scrolling through uh, the Halloween specials on Wikipedia. Didn't realize Pac-Man had a Halloween special. 
I remember the Christmas special, but I don't remember Halloween. Oh, now that I see uh, Vincent Price was on an episode of The Muppet Show. I do remember that. That was in 1976. Well, like I was saying, I was going through his resume. There's a lot of... He he was on a couple Alice Cooper videos back in the Mm -hmm. day. Uh, there's just he was actually working up until 1993 in a um, in a movie. I can't remember what mm-hmm. it was now, but yeah, he was. You know, some people, um, like they say, Hollywood Hollywood seems to paint you, paint the the actor or who the you know mm-hmm. what they are. Uh, uh, so if you have the right voice or something, you're always labeled the bad guy or the villain, or, or if you have the right voice, the, the you know, the good guy or the spy or right. something. And I guess Vince, for Vincent Price, he was always going to be the villain. He could have been, you know, a saint for all we know, but he was the villain, <laughs> you know, at least on in character. Right. Yeah. He was. That was his label for sure. Uh, the sinister the villainy type uh type role. So, yeah, I'm I think I'm uh I'm about tapped out on uh <laughs> on Halloween specials that are kind of commonplace at our at our house uh nowadays that I've kind of carried over uh from my childhood. Obviously Charlie Brown and and Garfield were the the main ones that I can specifically remember watching. I was a huge Garfield and Friends fan uh, back in I the liked, day. I liked Garfield. I also liked, I, I guess I liked Heathcliff, uh, I won't say more. Uh-huh. I know I watched him more than Garfield, but I liked him. Uh, I guess not him. I liked the, uh, was it Ratcliffe and the Junkyard Cats? Because it was 15 minutes of, of Heathcliff. Yes. It was 15 minutes of, the junkyard the Cadillac, cats, the Cadillac cats, Cadillac's cats, yeah. And the only reason I liked that more was because in me and my cars, that car transformed. It <laughs> transformed into a like a, a, I won't call it an airplane, but basically like a hovercraft type thing. It converted into an actual Cadillac car, which was a piece of junk. It was all junkyard, mm-hmm. and then that turned converted into a somehow like a freaking RV house type of thing <laughs> right 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 so right. that's why that. i liked it because that was always cool um that yeah. he if i remember right he he Cliff was uh more mischievous i don't know how but he was more mischievous than garfield but i'm 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 not don't quote me if that's right or not <laughs> well i'll throw a i was just scrolling through here i'll throw a couple things at you because i know you're a huge dukes fan i see yeah, there's a couple episodes of the dukes that were I guess classified as Halloween. Do you remember either of those? There's also uh there was one that was an alien episode. I don't know if that was around Halloween, but there was a an alien that visited the Dukes. Um I don't know if that's classified as a Halloween special or not. I'm trying to think if there's another I one. Remember. Oh, there's also see. Seven uh, an seasons. episode of uh, episode of Night Rider called Halloween Night. I remember that one. I remember Night, that one. Night with a K. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do remember that one. I, uh, I think my funniest bit out of that one was 
at the very end of the whole episode, there's a lady that's, uh, she, was, she was originally dressed up as a witch. And then somehow, she, it's like a coincidence, she shows up with like, like a casserole or some kind of dish or something. Mm-hmm. And as she's walking up the lane, the sidewalk, she's knocking over the flowers, the plants. And as a kid, I remember watching that. I'm thinking it's because she farted. Um, <laughs> that's what was going in my mind. In my adulthood, it, it dawned on me that she's carrying this casserole that must stink. And I remember Kit saying something like, Michael, don't look, or Michael, don't, or something to that effect. And, you know, that's the end of this episode. Yeah. Um, send off. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember that one. You got me perplexed on the Duke, so I'm going to have to rewatch my seven freaking seasons. <laughs> well, I'm going to, I'll pull it back here and give you a, at least something to go on because there was two episodes uh, 1979, The Ghost of the General Lee, and 1980, The yep. Hazardville Horror. I know The Ghost of the General Lee. I didn't realize they called that Halloween, but I can, I, I see it why. Man, I could, mm-hmm. that would be a whole episode in itself. But <laughs> the whole premise is that uh, the Dukes, uh, their car was stolen, and they went skinny dipping. Why? I don't know. But they went skinny dip in there, so the clothes were in the general. These two car thieves steal the general. Why? And then they basically jump the, the general into a pond. And so Roscoe and Enos basically find the clothes, and they think that that you know, dead. that they drowned in the lake. So, <laughs> and what's funny is the time scale was so in. It was like. They're already putting these guys in the grave in the, in that hour because they're already having the wake mm-hmm. at the the Duke farm. And here the here the here's the boys coming out, you know, trying to figure out what's going on. Uncle Jesse mm-hmm. goes back out to the barn to find some more moonshine, I guess, to drown their sorrows. <laughs> um, and then they get the you know they fast forward. They get the crazy idea to paint the general a fluorescent orange that glows in the dark. So then we have the ghost of the General Lee, and we have them trying to steer it like Knight Rider. So it's you know, the or driverless car, which I thought was a, that was the coolest thing to see the General Lee drive right. by itself. And that's the whole episode. Eventually, <laughs> then they they something say something to the fact that you know Dukes are, the Dukes are back to life, or you know something I can't remember. And I don't remember the other one. I'll have to look it up. Yeah, you'll have to look it up. So. Well, we're going to wrap and uh, see what we're going to talk about next time. Yeah, I think I'll give you the turn since I picked this this episode. So you, what's okay. your ideas for the next episode? Uh, next topic. I've written, I've written a few down and uh, talked about maybe going over uh, Nickelodeon. Uh, that one's kind of on my mind. About maybe doing it, it overview uh, an overview of Nickelodeon, uh, some of the shows that we watched uh, growing up, and then of course Nick at Night shows, which I guess would have been essentially in my high school years when I started watching. Yeah, it was more of a '90s thing. I, I would call it a precursor to TV Land. Hmm. Um. So we could go down that path, or. Uh, I was thinking also along the lines of 
kind of just what we were talking about a little bit in the uh, little bit of news, the, the icebreaker that we did tonight was maybe try to remember what was in our toy box and we could go over. I remember having this figure from this and I remember having these couple figures from this and we could uh, see what we remember that was in our toy box. So that's another idea. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm kind of fixed on Nickelodeon for now. What do you think about doing that? That, that sounds like a good, good one. And that would be one we don't have to do. I will call it homework on. This is supposed <laughs> to be spontaneous, but I think both Jason and I would agree that had we not found that video of Disney monster hits Halloween special, we would have never figured out what music or anything was on it. Right, right. Uh, we probably wouldn't even remember if they had the whole cast of Disney on it, like Donald and and yeah. etc. So, Nick at Night or Nickelodeon, I mean, it's literally going to go off our memory unless we come across. Hey, I remember this was used to play on it. Um, yeah, I yeah. I might just I go through and I, I've done a, a several posts on Rediscover the '80s for uh, reasons why we loved Nickelodeon. Um, uh, most of them are the more well-known shows like Double Dare and um, Mr. Wizard's World, that kind of a thing. So those, you know, we can kind of touch on those as we remember watching as kids. I remember several shows in the afternoon in the early 90s that I would watch that were like game show type shows. Right. Uh, we can go over those and then we can kind of dip into Nick at night and some of those shows that we caught maybe from the fifties and sixties that were new to us, you know, and, uh, and talk a little bit about those. So yeah, that sounds like, like it'd be really fun. Um, cool. Cool. All right. Well then that's settled. Episode three is going to be Nickelodeon. Sounds like a plan. And uh, what we want to hear your memories. So Twitter or, uh, or message us or even comment on rediscover the eighties. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, you can be prepared, you know, share your <laughs> memories about Nickelodeon and or Nick at night. What do you remember about it? What, uh, what were your fond memories of it? Uh, what was the first show maybe you watched on it? Even if it was 86 before you got around to it, uh, yeah. whatever it is, you know, just share your, share your, uh, memories and we'll, Obviously, we'll, we'll show your comments on on the show when we record. Yeah, and if you'll go over to the show notes, like, for instance, we'll be posting this show for Halloween up on Rediscover the 80s. And if we hit a certain memory or experience that, that kind of jogged you and, you, oh, yeah, I forgot that that happened or I forgot that I wore that costume, just write a quick comment on the show notes post. And uh, maybe we can start doing that as a almost an icebreaker, a little carryover from the last episode. Oh, that'd be great. And, uh, anything like that that you remember that we maybe helped you uh, along the way, write that down in the comments when uh, when you listen to this episode. Go back to rediscoverthese.com and put, and put them there. And uh, we'd love to hear some things like that and, and maybe jog some memories that uh, you have, not just ours. So right, that would be great. Right. Well, once again, thank you for spending time with us, uh, going down memory jogger. Uh, 
we've had an awesome time. And I know on behalf of Jason, this is Wyatt. And thank you for listening to Memory Jogger. This has been a production of the Rediscover the 80s podcast. Visit rediscoverthe80s.com to find our show notes for this episode and others. Join us again next time for the Memory Jogger podcast. Hey!